Are you good? Mm-hmm. We won't clap, we'll just go. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and I'm back, baby, with the one and only Chris Valente. Uh, Chris, how you doing? I'm okay. <laughs> I've been better. Not yeah. gonna lie. So why don't you take the listeners, take everyone through like, I got a text that says I'm in the ER. And I was yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah, no, I, I'm now on day 16 of a headache. But at the time last week, it was two weeks of like um, 12 days of a headache. And eventually I was like, I need to get this looked at because obviously that's not normal. Um, no, no Tylenol was working. No Excedrin was working. It just felt different than a headache, than a typical headache. So called our HR department, so I need to talk to our team doctor. Luckily, that's the, one of the benefits of working in sports, right? The access to yeah, right. phenomenal health care. Um, and no the my, Same with my hand last year. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm on the injured reserve here regularly. But So he told me, uh, you immediately need to go to the ER. You can't have a headache for that long. They took my blood pressure. It was like 196 over 120, which is off, off the charts. And uh, they started pumping me full of those medicines, gave me a CAT scan because of the headache. The, luckily, that all came back um, normal, no tumors, no aneurysms. Um, so they cleared that off the table. But I was in still severe pain, um, and there was kind of a chicken and egg. It was like, is it being... Is the blood pressure because of the pain or is the pain because of the blood pressure? Um, and the only way to figure that out is the trial and error. So they started pumping me full of blood pressure meds, rotating it in and out with pain meds. Uh, the pain meds were doing nothing for me. Um, until did we just me- talk about that too? Yeah, we did randomly. <laughs> well, I think the night when I said I had a headache, the last time we were on, I was like, Yeah, and I was telling everybody after that, I was like, man, I was just busting his chops for like, I don't know, having too much to drink the night before or something. Yeah, and then they gave me Dilaton, which is like uh, sends you into another world typically, but it sent me in a different world. It, so it gave it to me at midnight, and I was like, oh, and immediately the pain went away. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a great night's sleep. And uh, it wired me. So I didn't go to bed that night. I was just up the whole entire night. Uh, and when was this? This was in the hospital? This was in the hospital, yep. So that so was the first re- night? You were there for two nights, right? I was there two nights, yep. Three days, two nights. So um, the they kept figuring out and trying and trial and error and they got my blood pressure under control because they were literally i was taking like blood pressure medicine every like four hours two different pills of different magnitude and they were giving it to me intravenously as well so eventually i saw the neurologist and they kind of started narrowing down what this could potentially be and it's like well we think it's your blood pressure um because you're feeling a little bit better right now that your blood pressure is lower and i was like okay well fine that's easy enough like i'll take a blood pressure pill and chill out and not stress out about work and be on my way um soon enough i came home it it was on the blood pressure medicine uh the blood pressure was spiking again but the pain was back and that was not a good sign that it was a blood pressure issue and it was probably something else the other few things of what they thought it could potentially be would be cluster headaches which i still hope they're not um and then another thing called occipital neuralgia which is a nerve issue in your neck behind your ear area and i just touched it and it literally shot a pain into my head where it's not a headache and that's why no medicine is working nothing is doing it it's it's a nerve issue that's just resonating 
inside your head that you really can't treat without a nerve block or Botox in that specific location. Botox? Yeah, because the Botox releases the muscles. Like It lets the muscles loose, and that's what it would do. Because essentially the nerve is kind of being strangled. And once it happens, there's nothing you can do about it. It's too late, if that's that's what I actually have. Um, Unfortunately, in the American medical system, I am weeks, if not over a month away from seeing someone to be able to get me a nerve block. And I have to deal with this which is in sometimes a pain of from a 12 out of a 10 throughout the day until I can get that nerve block uh, to hopefully make it the pain subside. Um, and then there's the only other two things that have worked for me in the meantime have been going for a run or a shower. So I'm either going to be the most in shape human being and the cleanest <laughs> human being on the planet. Um, but now that my medicine's kicking in and my or body's going down. Yeah. As I was running today, cause I couldn't take the pain again. I had no energy. Um, I couldn't make it. I usually can run five miles, like no problem. I barely made it two miles and I was gassed. So the blood pressure medicine on top of me not sleeping and on top of my body is obviously in a whack. I, the running, we'll see how long that lasts because I tried and I could barely do it today. And it was the nicest day that it's been. Um, the funny thing of all this, the funny story, this is not funny. It sounds hilarious so no, far. It's, it's, it's really, it's really, a, it's, a, it's a hoot. Um, so I, I, I'm in the hospital, I get admitted, I get up, I'm in my own room. <clears throat> they wheel in later on, really nice guy, 72 years old, had a dizzy spell, uh, has a pacemaker. So they brought him in to make sure he, he didn't have a heart attack or anything like that. We get to talk and he's distracting me from my pain. We're, and he, really nice guy. And mind you, he's 72 with a pacemaker. He's like, oh yeah, I, I've died once before. They brought me back to life with the paddles. And I'm, this... This guy left the hospital before me. So this 72-year-old who came in who's been dead with a pacemaker was discharged the next day. They come into my room they're like, yeah, no, you're not ready to go home. We're going to keep you. Um, was that so, just like the flip? We were talking. We, I mean, we were texting and talking on the phone during this time. And Were you it was, deflated or was it just no, like, I'd rather have you stay and try and yeah, figure it out? I, would, I mean, I was like, going home isn't going to do anything either, right? Like, so I'd rather try and get to the bottom of something. Um, I love hospital food, too. Like, that, that, that keeps you very, <laughs> I'm sure you do. very full. And daytime TV on hospital TV channels um, is, is, is amazing. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's, it's been a long road already. It's day 16, and I am looking at it another maybe month to month and a half to potentially before I even might get a resolution um so yeah i am in still some serious pain i'm not dying that i know of that i'm just kind of finding ways to power through and still do my job and come on a podcast but uh there's not gonna lie there are moments where it is unbearable um and i just really have this is almost like cathartic to sit here and talk about it quite frankly um I'm in a different chair than I usually am. I'm trying every which way to change my positions, how I sleep, where I lay. I've tried everything. Nothing yet has really been a solution. The good news is, is, I mean, I'm in Boston. I have great care and they will figure it out. It's just going to be a painful road to get to that, it seems like. Are we allowed to talk about the story about your grandmother? 
Yes, of course. She's probably, <laughs> so I probably just told her more than I probably, she probably knows right now. So hi, Grandma. So uh, we, um, I was supposed to go down that Wednesday to help out my grandmother. This is, la- this is last week. Yes, I was supposed to go down because my parents are out in California and I was going to go down and help her out with some stuff. And uh, I literally was on the phone with her and I had to like drop off the phone and because the doctor was calling me to tell me to immediately go to the ER. And um, my dad, I was like, I was like, hey, dad, I don't want to tell grandma like anything's really that wrong with me because it doesn't seem like I, the CAT scan's fine. Like, I don't want anyone to get really that worried. It's just it's pain. Like, it's it's pain. I can figure that out. Like, I'm not I don't want people to overreact um so they told her like i had a work thing i couldn't come and then you called me and said hey do you mind if we uh put this out in the news of like the podcast i said absolutely yeah i don't care like it's it's no secret um and uh except that it was to one person except it was the one person who i did not know listened and then she listened to said podcast because my cousin apparently put it on her ipad or phone for her and she downloaded and she called my dad and was like, oh, Chris is in the ER. <laughs> That's what I named the podcast, too. Yeah. It was like, Chris is in the ER. So I'm like, so I'm like, wait, how did she know that? And like, she listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, so, so anyway, hi, Grandma. I, apparently you're uh-huh. a listener down in New Jersey. Um, I'm okay. Don't worry. It's just pain. I'll, I'll get through it. <laughs> It's I just felt horrible fun. when you said that. No, it's, it's like, fun. oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's fine. It was funny. I talked to her. I didn't call her. I talked to her. And I was like, hey, just. I'm okay. It's it's just it's it's in a really annoying pain right now. I'm I'm the, the cat scan's fine. I'm not I'm not dying. So uh, everyone step off the ledge. But I, I get it. Like look, everyone. I'm not near my family. My parents are in California, and my other family's in New Jersey. And everyone gets concerned when they hear you're in the hospital for three days. So um, yeah, just my my wife's being a big trooper, powering through, helping out as much as she can when these attacks come and trying to make sure the kids are kind of shielded from it because I don't see their dad in, like, literally chronic pain. Oh, it's, uh, I've been, I feel like it's hard. I mean, for you, I just can't imagine what kind of pain you're in, but, like, it's like, when you tell me these things, it's like, I don't know what to say besides, sorry, man. Like The best, I, the like, best way I can describe it is, I mean, if you've ever had, like, brain freeze, yeah. right? It's... It's the combination of brain freeze that doesn't end that someone is also then sticking a hot poker into the brain freeze and then twisting oh. it. So that's oh, the, the way twisting. I would describe the pain. Um, and it, it just happens to be where it is. It's anybody who's ever had nerve pain knows the exact same. Like it's it's one of the worst things you can get. Like you can't Advil doesn't do it. Like nothing does anything for nerve pain. They did just the tonight they just prescribed me another narcotic gab gabapentin gaba something that I didn't take before this podcast because it says, like, don't drive, don't you're drowsy, you're out of it, you're loopy. You sent me the picture of it. It was yeah. like, don't do anything, and you definitely can't drink. So uh, nope. I said, I'll drink for you. Uh, no, so I haven't taken the happy pill Happy St. Patrick's the, Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I'll take the pill after the show um, and see if it gets me a good night's sleep. But, yeah, so um, on to better news and uh, more pressing matters in the sports world to – Again, get my mind off of what we just talked about. We have a great, great offer for our listeners that you're going to tell everybody about. I, I am. So even from your hospital bed, I will like to say this. You're in your hospital bed. You and I are trying to work on, what, a couple of Woo Sox deals? Yeah, I was. Yeah, a couple. There's a, so you're texting me and calling me from the hospital bed about these couple of Woo Sox deals that uh, 
or at least trying Don't, to start. You, you just like, got me in you... so much trouble, by the way, because now Rachel's going to hear that and be like, what are you doing working? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I get you in trouble with your grandmother. I, know. I get you in trouble with your wife. I'm sure I've gotten you in trouble with Zach. Um, so I'm. Uh, that's just par for the course. But anyway, so you're doing that, and uh, you're able to get a new deal um, – a new deal here on front office features. So the Sport and Governance Association at Temple University uh, will be hosting their annual sports business conference. This free, I'll underline free, 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 all free, virtu- free, free, free is key right now for everybody. Free, and it's in capital letters. Uh, all virtual conference will be held from April 7th through the 9th. Hear from guest speakers highlighted by their keynote speaker, Darren Heider, uh, Participate in a networking hour with companies such as Major League Baseball, ESPN, and MSG, and connect with other students as you focus on their conference's three main points, forming connections, fortifying experiences, and forward thinking. You can register for tickets to their uh, free conference, I'll underline that again, free, 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 by visiting sagatemple.org. That's uh, S-A-G-A temple.org and follow them on Instagram at temple SBC uh, to stay tuned for more information and updates. So follow them on Instagram at temple SBC, get all the information and uh, go check out this free event uh, by uh, at, at temple. So it should be pretty cool. One of the guys who is um, uh, who's big in that sports business at temple uh, former minor league baseball GM guy named John Allgood. Uh, John Allgood was the guy who ran uh, Oklahoma City for a long time. What's a name you have to live up to, huh? Your last name's Allgood. It's Allgood, baby. Oh, you know what? I, you know what I am doing tomorrow. Uh, speak, not to divert completely. I'm going for the first time because I I'm quote unquote desperate it, acupuncture. Really? I'm gonna try it. Like, why not? Right? Like, what's the, like I read online, if it is the occipital neuralgia that I have, a lot of patients get r- relief from it. So I mean, I've heard great things about acupuncture. I've just never really needed it. So we'll see how that. I'm gonna get stuck with a bunch of needles tomorrow. See how that I've goes. had acupuncture before. Did it work? Uh, I don't know, but they stuck a bunch of needle, needles in me, and uh, I was <laughs> dealing with a shoulder issue. I mean, you don't know if it worked. Did your shoulder issue go away? Or did... yeah, it was fine. It takes a little bit, but it wasn't like. Boom! There's the magic cure. No, it's just no. Kind of like I just need, I just need like reprieve. As actually, I'm texting the the, the team doctors like any update, and I hopefully um, gonna maybe he'll prod and get me in quicker for that nerve block as I'm trying to yeah. work my magic. But anyway, you're always, you're always, everyone's got to always be selling. You got to be selling your, you've got to be selling. Like, hey man, I need like help. Um. Yes, I need help. If someone has anyone that can get me to a pain clinic, I guess they're called, because that's where you have to go for them. Uh, yeah. For these nerve blocks, is that a pain clinic? Yep, pain clinic. So that's where you got to go. Oh, yeah. Um, um, so, the, yeah. The, the, one of the big, uh, if we want to divert into actually what... Uh, this podcast is about, yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, it's about, you know, you know us, and uh, you're obviously half of the show, and... Uh, at least half of the show, he probably, uh, but so no, this is, but anyways, the sports business news, I think the big sports business news though, I don't really classify it as news, uh, is LeBron being a part owner of FSG. He was already in it. 
Yeah, no, the bigger, for sure. Like internally here, it's less of news, more so that he now owns a part. He was only part of the of Liverpool. So he was in the FSG family, but it was the deal that they made years ago that he got equity in Liverpool. Now he has shares in the Red Sox. Um, is it the Red Sox specifically or FSG? Yeah, no, well, part, yeah, everything. So he's everything, got the Red, okay. he's got the Red Sox now too. I mean, it's 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 a small stake. Let's be honest. Like he's not sitting and making decisions whether or not who we sign and all this stuff. But he's being a smart business person. I mean, he's quoted as saying, "I mean, we also raised the seven hundred and fifty million dollars in cash through Redbird Capital the other day. Um, that was approved, I believe, is finally approved. If it's not, I don't know. It's in the news, so I'm not spilling any beans." Um, he, LeBron was quoted as saying, I'm going to be an NBA owner sooner than later. So deduct that from what you will about the plan of FSG moving forward. Yeah, right. Um, if LeBron is going to be an NBA owner sooner than later, and now he's part of the FSG full-on family, you can figure out... Chris what, Valente is going to be the president of an NBA team, is what you're um, saying? Maybe. I, I have to get rid of this issue first, but maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, so... It's uh, it was big news in the sports world. It was it set typical Twitter ablaze because LeBron is a Yankee fan, and I was actually for the first time in the car as in a while because I was driving around to these doctor's appointments, hearing sports talk radio, and I forgot how much I despised sports talk radio. Sports talk radio stinks. They're like, I can't believe they let you LeBron who beat the Celtics. I'm like, who the hell cares? That's what they were saying. Yeah, they're like. It's tri- it's like blasphemy that that guy could own a piece of the Red Sox. I'm like, is that really? what fans were saying, or is that no, what the, the host, host was the host? But I'm sure some ridiculous. Fans, like, who cares? Oh, so stupid! Like who cares? Sports talk radio sucks. I hate sports talk radio. It's and then oh, by the way, this is how much I not to, I'm not going to say who it was because and who was talking about it, but this is how much it lent me to know they didn't know what the hell they were talking about. They go. Oh yeah, like getting in on the Red Sox and baseball from a equity standpoint makes no sense. Like he's definitely he's he's probably more about the NASCAR style. I was like, what? What? That's I was yeah. Like, this guy, this guy absolutely knows the business. Of I would be like, um, no, no, that's that's not that's not true at all. But okay, if that's what you think, um, sure, have at it. But no, it's definitely about the Red Sox because the Red Sox are the most valuable asset that FSG owns. It's not even close. Um, Even more than Liverpool? Oh, way more. I thought Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool was valued at like two point three billion. The Red Sox have to be north of three billion. They have to be. The the Clippers were two point two billion. Like the Boston Red Sox are worth more than the LA Clippers. There's, yeah, like, right. No, I'm with you. Yeah, so like So it's gotta they, be three and a half. Probably with What Fenway. did the Mets go for? Two? No, they went for they went for more than that. Two point two point six, right? Two point seven? Yeah, then they're north of that. That's the right, Mets. And they, and and it's the Red Sox and it's Fenway Park, and that doesn't yeah, right. include that doesn't even include Nesson. Yeah, Nesson. They bought they bought the Red Sox, Fenway Park, and Nesson for nine hundred million. Incredible! You think about it, it's like almost spent a billion dollars. Nesson itself is worth more than nine hundred million. Oh yeah, easily. And then they bought Liverpool for like three hundred million. And it's now worth two point three. Yeah, right. So it was uh, owned by uh, the Texas Rangers, right? Tom Hicks, yeah. He was having financial issues, and John Henry swooped in and took that team at the lowest point they were at in terms of a success rate and from evaluation and has built them up to world champions um, and turned the valuation into, I don't know, was that 20-fold? Jeez, man. 50, 40-fold? It's incredible. So I guess LeBron's kind of FSM 
is uh, part owner of the Woosox. So does that mean LeBron is kind of part owner of me too? He is your boss. It's your, he's your now your 14th boss. So congrats. You now yeah, have, I've got you have a, mil- I've, I have a million bosses, which is okay. Uh, as long as those bosses continue to write a paycheck, I'll be all right. Um, so anyway, one of the things, minor league baseball season, I want to bring up, and I don't want to keep you too, too long today because, um, you know, you look like you oh, are God. going you, to... You can uh, say it. You can say it. You look like hell. That's you fine. do look like hell, but at least you're. I can see you, and it's good to see you. Um, can I talk a little bit about my old owner who's one of the great guys in baseball? Sure. Um, so what if I said no? Imagine, yeah. Imagine if you said no, I'd be like, "Fuck off! This is what I'm going to do anyway." <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't really want to talk about that. So. Uh, no. So um, a guy named uh, Gary Green. So Gary Green uh, is a guy who bought the Omaha Storm Chasers from Warren Buffett, and he bought the team probably two weeks before I left to go to Scranton. Him coming in and me leaving had nothing to do with each other. It just was the way that it worked out, right? And Gary was a great guy. When I was um, looking for work uh, after the whole Scranton debacle, um, and he called me and was like, I have work for you. And he had me one of the most fun jobs, maybe of my career still, was he wanted to see what it would take to bring, at the time, a D-League, now the G-League, team to Omaha. They are building a new, like, small arena, and he wanted to see what the finances were to be able to do that. And he had me do all of that for him. And it was so much fun. I got to go to the NBA offices. I met with him in his office. Um, and uh, it was awesome. Like, I learned so much doing that thing. He never brought the G-League team or bought the G-League team. But it was a fun exercise to go through. So anyway, Gary, top guy, really cares about a lot of people. Anyway, so he's put together this group um, where all these minor league teams have lost money, right? They're talking millions and millions of dollars each. They're saying that minor league baseball, he estimates that uh, teams have lost about $800 million, right? And the teams, that's a ton of money to a minor league team, right? That's a, yeah, that's I will a, say that's this, a mountain of money. Right, most minor league teams don't make, you know, they make total in revenue six, seven million bucks. Yeah, right? that's, that's, like, seven, yeah that's probably And average, then maybe yeah. there's a couple that, you know, there's some, that, you know, $10 million. Uh, and then there's, you know, the guys who make in the 20s, right? So there's, but there's, you know, t- we're talking you know, uh, $25 million may be the biggest team ever. I mean, that's, what do you, like, not a, 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 a fraction of what your corporate partnership budget is at Fenway. Yep. Right, and that's yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. revenue for the, uh, for the minor league team. And that's the biggest one there is, right? So what they have done is they have put together a group where you can uh, take out loans, um, and that you can, uh, they can do loans, and they can do loans from a million dollars to ten million dollars, uh, and they pay two fi- uh, They can be paid back in two to five years, and they got interest rates of kind of eight to twelve percent, a little expensive, but uh, still being able to do it. And then they don't have to worry about, um, 
you know, the local banks and everybody else is like they they're able to to help minor league teams out. And they put this whole thing together specifically for minor league baseball teams and uh, really trying to help them out. And excuse me. Uh, and it's just awesome. Him and this guy, Larry Botel. Larry Botel's a good guy, too. Um, and they all put together this group to help out minor league teams and to lend them some money. And they also could see that, you know, there's a need for that. And uh, there's not enough revenue to go on. And uh, they were able to uh, put that all together and, um, you know, help people when they needed help. I mean, that's that's a great, great initiative. And by the sounds of it, you were talking about before we even hit the record button, that he's just a great guy and, like, clearly com- coming up with what sports is all about is helping people, right, and in time of need. So he's also an entrepreneur, too. He's not doing it for free. No, I know, I know. But it, it, So he also it, saw a market out there and he's like, I can help you. No, I I agree. It's it's what we talk about all the time, right? Like, there's always a white space from every opportunity, like for every like thing that happens like this. There's always going to be an opportunity for someone to come in and fill that gap, and that's what we talk about regularly. Do something, and he's he's doing something. He's using his expertise, his skill set. I mean, you and I talk about it all the time. Like, when are we going to go do that, right? <laughs> like, we've been, we've gained yeah, we all this experience. A good enough. I can barely keep my head above you. you, um, you, you I can, speaking of, yeah, I can't keep my head on. Uh, so <laughs> I wish I could take it off, actually. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 a really it's a feel good story that's tied into where hopefully more good news will come from it from teams being able to take advantage of the system that he set up. Yeah, he's uh, Gary's a great guy, and uh, they bought a. Uh, he's a good follow, and I started his Twitter account. When he started it, he's like, "I need this thing called Twitter. Will you help uh, me get a Twitter account?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll new, new boss. I'll, I'll sign you up for." He probably Twitter. regrets that getting on that cesspool of a thing. That's probably why <laughs> my stress was so high. Um, so, can I tell you one thing I'm extremely excited about? Please. NHL back on ESPN. I saw that and uh, loved NHL tonight. I know that show won't come back. I used to love that music. Gary Thorne, Barry Melrose. Oh. Gee, John Butchergrass, NHL on ESPN was awesome. Like, I know why they gave it up. Do you remember? I, I even forgot about where they actually landed when ESPN dumped them. Do you remember this network they landed on? It's like USA or something like that. No, right? no, 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 no. No, oh, oh, you know what? It was TNN. No, close. OLN. OLN. Outdoor, oh, Outdoor Life Network. And then oh, yeah. you remember, do you remember what it became? OLN. Do you remember what it was called after that? No. Versus. Oh yeah, versus and then and then NBC Sports came in and Comcast bought it and that's when it became NBC Sports. But yeah, they were on the Outdoor Life Network for a few years. Jeez, man, ESPN. that's when the NHL was at its darkest. Yeah, and ESPN just spent two point eight billion over the next seven years, which is funny because like that's what the NFL gets to get in one in one year for just. They're gonna get it in seven. They're gonna get it in seven. Um, I mean, it's it's just obviously the NFL ratings are are silly um and that's why i think it's gonna hurt baseball though because i think they're taking some of the time and promotion away from uh they are espn i think is cutting down on baseball um a little bit but the thing is the thing about baseball and this will always be the case unless something drastically changes is they have kind of a monopoly on people's time in the summer there's nothing they compete there's nothing that they compete with i mean you compete what with a nba playoffs until june right yeah but only in certain markets, right? So, like, it doesn't really... If and it's only two or three days a week. 
Right. So it's not really, and the Stanley Cup, same thing. It's not really eating into them. And then football starts for like four weeks so, of yeah, the rest so of the baseball season. Um, so, and that's only one, that's only two days a week, really, that they have to worry about. So it's really, they have a monopoly on TV in the summer. Like, if you actually add up viewership, baseball beats football by a, by a little bit, I think, or maybe by a lot. But they beat it because there's just sheer number of games. Yeah, the sheer number of games times uh, how many markets are playing every day, right? Well, if you think about it, like, people compare us to the Patriots regularly. And I say this, like, not I'm not disparaging or selling against football, but they have 700,000 fans a season. We have 3 million. <laughs> like, yeah, right. There's this big difference because we and have And I will say games. this, too. Football fans... Like, if you buy season tickets, you're going to the eight games. You are going to eight games. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, Baseball, it's, it's, the viewers are just so different. They're more, way more unique because... Yeah, you, definitely. I mean, you guys, for sure, um, most baseball teams, we have a significant amount of... So, like, that's the, so our issue... I'm not is, saying so I, season ticket holders is... Uh, I'm saying, fine, I own season tickets, but I'm not going to 81 games. I'm giving those tickets out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the... Um, the the issue the issue we're having right now not an issue but it sounds like the good news is coming surely because you're in the same boat as us twelve percent capacity opening day in two weeks that is our season ticket holder base of a fraction so like there's they have that we don't have enough tickets for all our season ticket holders so they have yeah. to rotate like who comes to what games and figure that whole piece of the pie out and then we were doing the same thing we uh we actually just sold out of season tickets I right? saw that today congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We, you our deserve a promotion. Did great. You deserve a promotion. One day. Uh, our ticket team did great. And they're only they're the smallest ticket sales staff in AAA baseball. Isn't that really? crazy? Yeah. Really? There's only a leader and three guys right now. That's crazy. We're the smallest ticket sales staff in uh, minor league baseball. That's what we call efficiency. That's what we call lunacy. Well, um, now that they're sold out, you can fire them all. You can pull the Miami Heat move. I'm not going to do that because now we have to – that was just one category of tickets. We still have I to know, go I see know. mini plans. We still have to go sell groups and hospitality and a million other things once we can. How much that sucked, right? Like every time like LeBron would go to your team, you got fired. Oh, he's like the kiss of death to a ticket sales staff. Right? <laughs> he got fired. He's but a, the, grim, the, he's a grim, grim reaper. Do you, know, um, do you know the story of what happened – Back when he was doing the decision and everyone thought he was going to the Knicks? No. So a couple of people actually that I work with now were there as ticket salespeople. And the amount of money they all made in like 72 hours, they couldn't, they didn't go home. They were just taking orders from like brokers, (laughs) people, all betting that LeBron was going there. And then LeBron chose Miami, and they all called back looking to get their money back, and they all sold like signed like five year deals because like that was the requirement to get the tickets because they were so hot, and everyone ended up with all those Knicks tickets, and the Knicks were dreadful from yeah they were horrible forward. for a long time. But so, I, I am celebrating, um, I am celebrating uh, St. Patrick's Day with an Irish red from Wormtown. Oh, nice! I actually are one of our our. Um, Alcohol partners, actually, our Corbell partner sent me uh, a drizzly order of slain Irish whiskey delivered. Not that I can drink it, but for right oh, now. At least it's, uh, the thought is nice. Yes, very nice. Um, oh, and Michael Scott, this for all you people out there listening, I got a delivery today. And I opened it up. I'm like, what is this box? It was cookies from Michael Scott telling me to get well soon. That guy is the best. He texted he... me asking for your uh, home address. And I he was knows... like, he's going to do something good. 
he knows what he's doing. I'm like, the kids will love the cookies. He, like, that's somebody everyone should mirror themselves after. Of how we should you, get him on here. We again, yeah, he'd be, it's, it'd be, he'd be a second time guest. We've had him on before. Yeah, for a little bit, but. Oh, now he's a big time lawyer. It's hard to get him. We have to. Book yeah, him. it's hard to get him. Now you have to probably. We pay have to. For him we have something. to put a, a request in with his people because he's probably got assistance outside of his office that he sits in. <laughs> oh, <that's> unbelievable! <laughs> I was outside a toilet. Um, <laughs> one thing. One thing I I, I know I want to. I uh, we need to go, but um, no, keep going. This is this is fine. This is actually helping. Okay, I'm good. I'm glad. Keep going. So I, I was might on collapse a- afterwards, but just keep going. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just keep going till that point. All right. So I was on a what I. I love, I've always loved baseball. Baseball is like, it's just my thing. I love it. I don't know why. It has been my thing since I was a kid uh, forever. Anyway, so I was on a call and I kind of geeked out a little bit. Theo Epstein was leading this call from Major League Baseball. Nice. Uh, and uh, he was talking about new rules that were happening in minor league baseball that they're going to be testing. And so he gave a bunch of very interesting information. After a whole bunch of Major League Baseball studies, one of the things that they said was not only are the games long, fine, but there's, no, there's not enough action and there's already predetermined outcomes that are leading what's going on in baseball. Strikeouts, right? You're already out. Home runs, you already know what's happening. The most exciting plays in baseball that they're looking to grow are stolen bases, doubles, and triples. That those are those are the most exciting plays in baseball through their fan surveys, and they have a problem. Gen Z, right? Probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast. Gen Z, like only one of five, consider themselves a baseball fan at all. Wow. One in five. One That's in not five. Good. Not good. Not good. Not good. So. They are saying, all right, here's how we're going to do this. So they're testing a few things out, which I find interesting. First thing, happening in AAA baseball this year. Small thing, no one will know the difference, except this. The bases are going to be bigger. So instead of a... are going to be bigger in minor league baseball. 15-inch base, right? The normal base in Major League Baseball is 15 inches square, right? In AAA baseball, they'll be 18 inches square. And what they think will be, there'll be closer bang, more bang bang plays, more likely by one percent to have stolen base. Um, your stolen base success rate will go up by one percent, and it will hopefully uh, make people go. Um, will make uh, more action on the bases. Okay. Interesting. I, it, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, he's he's obviously a genius when it comes to the sport. Uh, I have no idea why bigger bases are going <laughs> to increase that stuff other than what you just said, but sure. I, hey, look. Yeah, sure. I, I am for changing rules regularly. The NFL does it. The NBA does it. The NHL does it. The only sport that doesn't Boy, do it. Baseball never changes it. Baseball. They don't um, change anything. So there was a couple stuff about. And the like, one change they made, by the way, sucks. What? Instant replay on bang bang plays at first oh, base, or like can I say guys... one of the rules that was in the big leagues that was was great last year that was started in the minor leagues? 
extra uh, innings extra with a guy innings. on second yeah, base. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yep. We don't need to play. Uh, so in the beginning, I was a, games. I was one of the things. No, not only that, but I was one of these guys who was like, well, that's you know, it's not. I, I, I was a little traditionalist when it came out in the beginning. Then I was like, how stupid is that? I started seeing it, and then all of a sudden, you put a guy on second, and it's like instant drama, right? Like, all right, what are they going to do? Yep. Are they going to bunt him over? Are they going? Uh, think about to how many people are going to tune in. But think about tune-ins, like, oh, tune in right now, extra innings, somebody's on second base. like guaranteed. Right, and then it's, like, interesting instantly. Yes, and, uh, totally. It and was... like, it's, it's, uh, here's what I equate it to, and this is what I told other people when they get, like, oh, it's, it's changing the game. I'm like, all right, the NHL used to end in ties. They don't end in ties anymore. They end in a shootout. Like, they changed how they end their games. No different than how baseball is changing how they end their games. There, nobody wants to sit and watch a 17-inning baseball game in, in, oh. in, in May. <laughs> like that's I not, remember. That's not good for the players. Game. It's not good for the fans. It's not good for anybody. Long. It's not good for the staff. I have a couple memories of uh, long baseball games. Uh, one was on a travel day in Scranton that played 20 innings, and the game ended in whatever, 1 o'clock in the morning. And they uh, people were thinking about going to uh, – uh, they were taking midnight or 1 a.m. Shows at the movie theater up there because everyone had to travel at five in the morning to get to their flight. It was like tw- it was twenty innings. Then Dude. one of them was a sixteen inning game or eighteen inning game on July third in Pawtucket, and people would be calling, "Hey, are you gonna pause the game to shoot the fireworks? I've got a whole boatload of people at my house right now. They're waiting for fireworks. Why haven't you shot the fireworks yet?" I was like, "Cause we're in the fourteenth inning." <laughs> Well, do you remember the game? You remember the game we lost in the World Series that went to like eighteen innings. It was like I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I tried our to stay flight, up. Our flight was at five a.m. Like we had to be at the ballpark at five a.m. to fly out for our charter to L.A. And the game didn't end till like two thirty in the morning. It was, it was a disaster. Like nobody needs to stay up for eighteen inning baseball games. Nobody does. That I mean, game was right. like eight hours long. Listen, all right, for World Series, I'm fine with the no runner on second base. You can play the game till it ends. Yeah, that's fine. Like World Series, like same, similar like World Cup. Like the world, they change the rules. Like there's no penalty kicks in soccer and certain time, whatever. Yeah. I, I, in April or May, you don't need to play 18 innings. Like there's just there's no, no. there's the, somebody's arms gonna fall off. You got positional pitchers. That's just it's no good. But I like it. I like I like the fact they're changing. I want a pitch. I do want to pitch. I'm a very big proponent of the pitch clock. Pitch clock they should have. That just is and or they should at least enforce it. That's one of the things at least in AAA that I see. The umpires don't enforce it, yeah. And so it's like, then why even have this? Thing? It does, yeah. No, I know. It, 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 it's a, it would be a systematic change, but like, I don't know if you. I've been seeing a lot more college baseball highlights lately, and the, I, I'm very confused as to like the emotion that comes out in those, like the bat flips and the crazy and the taunting, the pitchers walking off the mound, like telling people to suck it. Like, where does that <laughs> go? Like, how does that just like disappear? Come minor league baseball, like it's just such a different sport it's like that would sell like people watch that in the nba they watch that in football hockey players do celebrations after they score no one gets like criticized like it's insane tati's throwing the bat up in the air after he hits the ball 500 feet it's phenomenal like that's great do it that's that's what sells oh you know you gotta just walk around the bases like you've been there before like no that's yeah i agree it's uh uh you're uh, you're like back, but I couldn't even tell you have a headache right there. I have a yeah no. Your brain is gonna, gonna explode. At, Rachel's gonna yell at me like you can't. She the other day I was on a work call and I was fired up and she's like you're gonna kill yourself. She's like you're literally you need to stop and I'm like I can't. Hence I was in a hospital bed 
trying to close deals. <laughs> like, I, You're I, the just, best. I need, I need a vacation. That is not even a question. Um, but yeah, no baseball. Baseball. All right, so here's some ball. other ones. Here's some other ones. Double A. Yep, they're yep. going to get rid of the shift. At least four players uh, have it. to be on. Uh, Love it. On the but this is the first part of it. They they can't like you know how they put the guy in like right field the yep. second baseman like yeah, plays like yeah, short yeah. right yeah, yeah he's yeah. got to have his feet in the dirt everyone's got to have their feet in the dirt it's like and a David the Ortiz second rule. half yeah right and then the second half uh, you basically have to have two people on either side uh, and then there's some other stuff about pickoffs like the lefties you know how they do like the timing move where they kind of yeah. like fake yeah that that's gone you have to fully disengage from the rubber so you got to like step off and throw that, yeah that's in low A. So that's the, um, so that's to increase the that's to increase stolen the steals. bases. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is a, a that is a very unique unfair advantage. And then low A too. The um, uh, you only can do one runner twice. Okay, to pick off twice. Okay. And then if they're safe, on the third one you can pick them off. But, but if, if they're but if they're if they don't uh, don't record an out, they get second base. Ooh. Okay. I don't I don't mind that. Then they're gonna it's, do no, some you know, different it, you stuff. You know what that the, does? That speeds up the game from throwing yes, over freaking first base. Go. For like... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's go. And then what I thought was the biggest one, in low A, um, in the Southeast League only, automatic umpires. Uh, ball, ball strikes. I don't know if I love that. Ball strikes. They wear an earpiece, and the earpiece says "ball or strike," and the umpire. Uh, ball. Uh, see, that's why I don't love the instant replay at first base or the. T- what happens the st- if the computer freezes? No, it's just uh, like that. To me, is part of all sports is the referees or the umps blowing calls. Yeah, or- but think about how much better the NFL is because they actually get them right. But no, they they got. But they've 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 evolved their instant replay. Their instant replay was tr- atrocious when they first. They were like it was a, it was terrible, and they've got it to the point where you can only challenge certain things. Like, I don't think you should be able to challenge a, to the point of stolen bases if the guy's fingertip came off the base. The NHL yeah, has I agree it wrong that. That's too. one of the, the NHL, crazy stuff. The NHL has it wrong too. It's like is was his skate a millimeter offside and call back a goal? Like that's not the that's not the intent. That's not should never be the yeah. intent, right? It should right. be about like a run scoring play. Where it was clearly affected, like if it's a play at the plate and you you can't tell if the catcher tagged the guy, great. Was it a home run or not? Great. Pl- bang bang at first base, like why why what? No no, like that's the, that's baseball. Like some yeah. will go your way, some won't. They uh, uh, I thought it was cool for Theo Epstein to do it because I'll say this: Theo Epstein was what the GM in what oh three or oh four. Uh, he was he definitely oh four. Yeah. He, yeah, he was there. For the 04 but, World Series, but anyway, he was and the, 20. And the 07, right? He was he got he got two. He was there. Yeah. Um, so Did he, get two? he was or there, and I know he left and came back, and yeah, um, wore a monkey suit, wore a monkey suit, and when he traded no more. Um, anyway, so when I was in college, you were like, I could be Theo, right? Because he was 29 years old, and you were 22, and he yeah. made like it obtainable. Uh, so he, he was. was 20, I think he was twenty. Wasn't he like twenty seven? I think he was Maybe. younger than twenty nine. I think he was like twenty. How about Larry? Years. Larry hired him. One of the uh, Charles Steinberg says he was a PR intern at first with the Orioles. Yep. 
and then, then went, went to, to San Diego, right? San Diego, San Diego, and then yeah. went to baseball operations in San Diego, and then a bunch uh, of those guys. Yeah. Went, so Johnny Galula, our COO, went out there. Um, Sam, Sam, Can- no, Sam was Sam was there. Did he go to San Diego? Did he? Yep. Um, former yeah, a bunch uh, of former front office features guest is uh, Sam Kennedy. Former front office guest is Charles Steinberg. One of my, fift- one of my fifteen bosses, right? <laughs> Between yeah, LeBron right. and Sam. And Larry Lucchino was the first guest. He was first. He start. He kicked us all off. I remember when we were talking about how we we're going to launch this thing. We're like, we got to go with a big name, Hall of Famer Larry Lucchino. Well, future Hall of Famer Larry Lucchino. Yeah. So baseball back, baby. Two weeks opening day. Uh, three thousand fans at Fenway. Um, we'll be a little bit different. But at least sports are kicking back on for everyone out there. I've seen so many jobs posted recently. Yeah, same. It, the world seems like it's coming. We everything we've been talking about for a year. I they just announced in Massachusetts all vaccines available in April like fifteenth or something like that for every age group. Get so, them in the arms. Let's go, everybody. You've powered through. You've made it this far. Go land your dream job. You mine might be open soon. <laughs> so. Like, <laughs> If there's an opening, they, uh, I will say this: you from when we first started to where we are now, you sound much better. No, the talking, the talking has distracted me. I don't know what's going to happen when I when I hit the stop button. I'm I'm your brain generally concerned. I'm generally concerned, but there's been periods of day where, like I said, like I I go through some periods of work where I'm on a bunch of meetings and I'm like I'm good and like I don't have to have any pauses in my speech because I can't speak. And then there's times where I'm like, I need to walk away from the computer because if someone sees me right now, they're going to think I'm dying. Like you said, I look like crap. So like maybe people are seeing me and like, you look like crap. So oh, we didn't record this one, right? This no, one no. Was, I said we the audio video. might be on YouTube, but uh, not the not the video. No, I couldn't video this one. Um, I, there's just too much eye rubbing and head rubbing. And Alina, how about she got us on YouTube though? So you can go uh, check us out on YouTube, Front Office Features. Yeah, you can. Um, and you should definitely check out the Temple University uh, free seminar. It's free. You should absolutely do it. They uh, they're doing. They're we're gonna doing post it thing. on. We're gonna post it on social too. Uh, the link and there's a graphic for you to be able to go sign up. It's literally free. The registration closes in a week, uh, March 31st. Um, so hurry up and sign up before the spots are all gone. Go do it, and uh, it's kind of fun to be a part of. And uh, Chris, and, uh, one more thing. I yeah, buddy. Um, thank you to everybody who did reach out after Rob's podcast last week and sent me a note on LinkedIn or Twitter or email or text. I know I couldn't respond to all of you, but I'd very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. I am, I'll be fine. I'll get through this and you guys can, I'll live stream my nerve block when I do a dance. <laughs> How about that? Go, I hope the acupuncture works tomorrow. I know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm quasi excited about that. Like quasi, because I'm, Tempered expectations because literally nothing else has worked. I even took, I even took a couple of oxys. Quite frankly, honestly, after my hand surgery that I had left over, and it did nothing. I was like, "All right, this this is not good." Yeah, not not good when that happens. If uh, yeah, Andy, well, like, think about the extreme that you were at. If you that was even like, "All right, this is so bad, I could use an oxy." No, it it is it. Uh, I'm when it hits. I I would stick my hand in a snowblower fifteen times before I had this. What? Yes, not even it's not even remotely close. I could numb. I, I my hand when it happened, barely felt it, and then it like obviously hurt when it 
set in that night, but they put me on painkillers and like it would, when the pain started, I would just take a painkiller and the pain would go away. There's nothing other than a run in a shower. Like I can't just run and I can't just shower. I would stick my hand in a snowblower 15 times before doing this. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, um, with that, I'll be note. anxious to hear how your acupuncture goes though. Yeah, like you said, it won't be day one. It's going to probably be like, oh, you have to come 25 times before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Probably. At least at least from starting something and starting the process. Because I'm, well, no ma- no I'm not being stubborn about this one. I'm not being a, stu- like, I'm not being a stubborn patient. I've been texting with the team doctor. I'm calling other doctors. I, I was calling neurologists. I was calling pain centers. I'm taking different medicines. I'm doing everything I can. Like, I'm not being like, oh, it'll just go away, like being an idiot about it. Like, I'm try- I am being what I would call a quote-unquote good patient compared to my usual self, which my wife would attest to. (laughs) But no one seems to have any answers, so it's... It's coming. It's coming. I I hope it is. Keep the faith. I I did get a lot of texts and uh, uh, some notes about people reaching out and saying, hey, how's how's Chris doing? And I said, I I don't think he's doing great, but he's out of the hospital. Yep. Um, and we'll be fine. We'll be good. It'll be great. We have an interview All next right. week. We have an interview next week that we have to do as well. So, um, an interesting one uh, on the brand side. More one that we've kind of never done before. Art of Sport. CEO, oh. founder, who founded it with Kobe Bryant. So, that'll so be a fun one. It's the body wash I use. You're going to ask for some free stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I will. I don't um, doubt it. <laughs> All right. Um feel better i look well uh, it was just good to talk to you tonight it was just yeah good we to made it way further than i thought we would so yay yay to us <laughs> we always do <laughs> all right see you later